following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon and welcome to One Hour at a Time. Recovery begins with education and host Mary Woods is here to educate individuals and families and provide support through the recovery process. Now here's your host, Mary Woods. show everybody this is one hour at a time with i am mary woods and um, we have a very special guest with us today Um, our guest is morgan fawcett Uh, morgan was diagnosed at 15 with fetal alcohol syndrome effects he he researched um, about alcohol related birth defects and um, talked to professionals and educators about fetal alcohol syndrome Seven months later, he announced that he wanted to make a difference by bringing education and awareness to youth about fetal alcohol syndrome. He has done that, and for more than the last three and a half years, he has hosted concerts in Juneau, Alaska, for the International Fetal Alcohol Syndrome Day. He has held a three-day event in Murfreesboro. He has gifted over 500 Native American flutes to at-risk youth and developmentally challenged individuals. To this date, Morgan has spoken at over 150 events in schools. He brings his music and his story to all that will listen. Morgan is on the board of First Nations Composer Initiative, Tobacco Coalition, and Task Force. He is a recipient of First Nations Composer Initiative grant and has been honored with a citation for his work by the Alaska State Legislature. Morgan has three CDs which help which help him continue with his work. You can find him at powwows, schools, health fairs, drug and alcohol rehabs, homeless shelters, and many more places. He will be attending the College of, can you say that for me, Morgan? Siskiyous. Thank you. In 2011, as his schedule will allow. Thank you, Morgan, so much for being on our show today. Yes, no problem. I'm happy to be able to do this. Um, I think I have learned so much about fetal alcohol effects syndrome over the last year, having um, listened to an adoptive mom talk about her son 
and um, what they experienced. And what occurred to me is that um, alcohol and drug professionals, we really don't screen for fetal alcohol effects in young adults or children or even adults. I think unless someone's diagnosed at birth, it it seems to me like um, people that have fetal alcohol-related disorders or fetal alcohol syndrome, um, they get missed. Yes, they do. That's actually the biggest problem, and you're right. If they're not diagnosed at birth, then no one looks at it. And it really is a lifelong issue, and those who aren't seen are the ones that are um, most affected. It's the invisible disability. You can't see the uh, brain damage without specialized equipment, so you have uh, cognitive problems, you have behavioral problems that are being missed and accounted to uh, poor parenting or whatever, and you get people that slip through the cracks, or you get the really intelligent ones that can academically function but can't function outside of the classroom. So, you know, it it is a big problem that you do need to be able to be seen and treated and uh, taken care of. And I think what's really important for everyone to understand is that, you know, it alcohol can affect the fetus at any part in the pregnancy. Yes. And, um, the facial malformations only occur during a certain part of gestation. But yes. if you drink in other times of your pregnancy, you get other types of fetal alcohol-related effects. Exactly. And, you know, it's not even... Um, the amount of alcohol you drink, any amount of alcohol can cause damage. And like you said, at any time during the pregnancy, less than a quarter ounce of uh, alcohol can cause permanent brain damage to a developing fetus. Um, so, Morgan, can you share with our audience a little bit about your experience and um, how you came to do the work you're doing? Yes. So, I was diagnosed uh, FASD when I was 15 years old. And how we started this whole process is I started, uh, I moved away from my grandparents when I was seven years old and moved back up to Alaska. And when I moved back up to Alaska with my father, my father uh, got involved a little more heavily, actually extremely, uh, into the drugs and alcohol. And I didn't get to go to the doctors. I didn't get eyeglasses until I was about 12 years old and I needed I was 100% nearsighted. So I had all these medical issues before and then I moved back to with my grandmother when I was 13, almost 14, and she started noticing things that weren't quite right. Physical problems, uh, neurological problems, behavioral problems, and she was saying, okay, we need to get this fixed. We need to make things as best as possible. So we started going to the doctor. I spent a year at the School of Optometry working on my eyes. We found out that I'm 100% nearsighted, that my eyes focus at two separate times, that um, it's amazing that I can even read because I don't track. And I have uh, I see a spectrum of colors up because of the contrast of black on white paper. And I found out I have scoliosis. We uh, went to that because we, they looked into scoliosis. We found out I have spina bifida occulta. Went to ENTs, um, ear, nose, and throat, and found out that I have a submucous cleft palate. Because of my submucous cleft palate, my, uh, there's no muscle holding my teeth in place. So they started collapsing in. So I need to do uh, orthodontist work. 
So that's how it all started. As it, one problem came up, we addressed it, and then another, and then another, and eventually we got the right numbers for uh, Ricky Onolino up in Juneau, Alaska, who's the uh, diagnostic coordinator. And he said, I can't tell you what this is. Legally, I can't talk to you about this, but I want you to go online. And you can go to Teresa Kellerman's website and read up what she has to say, and you can reach your own conclusion. Well, at this point, I had been playing the flute, and I started reading, and I went in to this research for three days. And the more I read, the more I understood. The more I understood what was going on with me, the more relief I felt. Because now I knew why I couldn't do math, why I couldn't function the way everybody else did, why I was failing academically, why I was socially on the outskirts of school, why all these things were happening to me. There was a reason, and it wasn't my fault. And it felt like a thousand pounds was lifted off of my shoulders. Well, after doing this research and playing the flute and doing all these things that I that I have done in my routine, this idea came to me. If I can feel this much relief, if I can realize that it's not my fault and I'm not stupid, what can I do for everybody else? And that's how this whole work started. I went up to Grandma Sue and said, hey, this is what I want to do. If this helps me, what can I do for other people? And she said, all right, we'll see what we can do. And it's just gotten bigger, and I've worked more and more throughout these three and a half years. Morgan, can you share a little bit with us about um, what does playing the flute do for you? How does that help you? It actually helps in a very, very big way. You see, uh, the Native American flute releases serotonin, uh, and serotonin is the chemical that uh, helps with uh, heart rate and breathing, and it helps you relax. Well, one of my biggest problems is I have a delayed reaction with my brain damage. So my brain's scrambling to make sense out of everything at the pace at which everybody else is functioning. And so then I start missing things. Things don't register. Things don't retain. Or I don't um, present things in a fashionable and understandable manner. So when I play the flute, it calms me down. It actually brings up my ability to pay attention, to retain information and all of that, as well as take care of the anxiety that I'm feeling because I'm uh, worried about missing something or I'm worried that I'm going to do something wrong or uh, make a fool out of myself. So that's how it helped me. It helps me. It releases that serotonin. It's very much a key tool when I'm doing my presentations because without it, I can't do it. I can't make all uh, sense out of all the information stored in my own brain, let alone have it make sense for everybody that I'm talking to. What What are the other tools that you use to help get you through the day? Oh, there are several things. One of the most important, though, is actually my grandmother. She's what we call in uh, the FASD field, fetal alcohol spectrum disorders, is an external brain. She's there for me when my brain doesn't function. So if I'm having problems, I have problems keeping track of time and uh, memory. I have a short-term memory. And she she's there for me to say, okay, we need to be here at this time, so we have this much time to get there, 
and we need, or you need to do this and this, this and this, and you have these chores you need to do, and help me through the things that I can't do. And when I'm doing presentations, she's always sitting out in the audience, and she can raise her hand or say, well, why don't you talk about this, and prompt me and remind me of things that I need to do. So she's a very much a key tool in my life. There are other things that help out uh, as well. Uh, having a set routine of what I do, uh, having a timer and things like that. And we'll be right back after this commercial to talk more with Morgan and we will be uh, listening to some of his music and we'll be right back. Listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge is a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting the recovery of families and individuals who experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. Westbridge provides integrated dual diagnosis treatment for adult men and women using evidence-based practices. Visit our site today at westbridge.org and discover that doing what works in helping individuals and families gain recovery from dual disorders is important to the staff at Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge utilizes current evidence-based practices, consensus practices, and old-fashioned common sense to provide treatment to individuals and families that experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. That's westbridge.org, family center recovery for co-occurring mental illness and substance abuse disorders. Can you imagine a technology that takes human consciousness to the next level? One that reveals a new understanding of what is valuable and possible in the abundant support of life? The truth is, we already have that technology. We simply need to awaken to it and become the value it creates. For more about this, please tune in to Awakening Value, Shamanic Technologies of Consciousness and Success with host Marty Spiegelman. Awakening Value is live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Listen for the right turn with J.J. O'Malley. It's an insider's look at America's fastest-growing motorsports series, the Grand Am Rolex Sports Car Series, presented by Crown Royal Cask Number 16. You'll hear about what happened last weekend and get a preview of what's coming up next. From the Rolex 24 at Daytona through Watkins Glen International, Mid-Ohio, Laguna Seca, right up to the championship at Homestead Miami Speedway. The Right Turn with J.J. O'Malley, broadcast live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Power Up Motorsports Channel. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. If you have a question for Mary or her guest, call now. The listener lines are open. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5792. That number again is 1-866-472-5792. Now, let's get back to Mary and One Hour at a Time. Welcome back, everyone. This is Mary Woods, and I am very pleased and honored today to have as a guest 
uh, Morgan Fawcett. I saw Morgan at a conference early this spring in Washington, D.C., and the conference was on fetal alcohol spectrum disorders, and Morgan was one of the presenters. And um, he's a remarkable young man who has overcome a lot of uh, adversity in his young life. And he's also, uh, as he talked in our first segment, he plays the Native American flute, and he has CDs that are available, and I'm sure he'll be able to tell us how we can get the CDs. But we're going to play for you one of his songs called Memories. So, Morgan, could you set up for our audience what, what is Memories about? Well, Memories is off of my second CD, Tears of Our Fathers, and it's actually the title track to my very first CD, Ancestral Memories. And what Memories is about is a belief that I've had for a long time, and it's about ancestral memories, things that we don't really think about or things that we never really learned, but there's something we know. And and it's almost always a comfort or a, um, a knowledge that our ancestors once had that they share with us, and things that we've learned from the womb. And to me, that's very special, and I composed a song about it. And uh, on the CD, and the song that I play it on, is on a redwood flute made by Doc Slider. He's an elder from the Coos tribe in Coos Bay, Oregon. And so I hope you will all enjoy this um, special presentation of Memories.
was very beautiful, Morgan. Thank you. Um, that, that's an interesting concept that our memories are kind of passed down to us. Is that a spiritual feeling that you have, or yeah, it, it's spiritual, and yet at the same time, it's almost like a practical feeling. It's it could be anything. It could be like my grandmother. She went out uh, to North Carolina, and there was some old family property, and she didn't know it at the time, but she walked onto it, and she just had the feeling of home. And that's what I'm talking about. It's just that warm, loving feeling that you get from, oh, I'm home, or, oh, wow, kind of a deja vu of, wow, I think I've done this before. This feels really natural. Like for me, being on the water just feels natural. Or playing the flute just feels natural. That's kind of what I'm talking about. It's not like, um, as I put it, the crystal woo-woos who are going to rub a crystal and something magical is going to happen. It's just that warm, loving feeling that you get when something's familiar or something that you've never done before, but it feels familiar. Um, it's it's beautiful. Um and I know, but you, I know what you mean. I know there are places where I go, and I feel exactly that, and um, and it's very comforting. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, one of the things that I'd also like to talk to you about, um, because I, I thought this was striking at the uh, Fetal Alcohol Spectrum Disorders Conference that we attended, was um, there was one presenter who showed a video of a young boy who had um who was really struggling to do his homework and he had a very short attention span and to to more of a clinical eye he appeared very agitated and um very hyperactive yeah and um and the woman commented on that and then you had a very different perspective and i think this is really important for our audience to understand is that you know sometimes us professionals are trained to see things but we're not trained to see things holistically. We're just we have our own bias, and that's kind of the lens we look through. So, um, can you just kind of share with our audience your perception of that behavior? Yeah. Well, as you like you said, he appeared very agitated. He kept um, there was a lot of stress in the room. For one, he kept looking straight at the camera, and the camera was straight in front of him. So he knew that was performing a function, and that was putting stress on him, watching him do his homework. And then also there was a lot of noise in the background, and I don't know if it was other siblings or what was going on, but there was a lot of background noise. And he was also paying attention to that, and that was bothering him. And also, with the additional stress of all that put upon him while he's doing his reading, he was having a lot of problems. And I've noticed a lot of things that he was doing was stretching his muscles or uh, actually bringing them into himself and kind of wrapping and going within himself. To me, when I saw that, I went, wow, he's really uncomfortable. And I know from my own perspective... Um, there are a lot of, I have very, very tight muscles, so there are certain contractions or uh, movements that bring release to those muscles, especially in a time of stress. And he may, uh, like, uh, and I also noticed that when he was hugging himself or when he was in his shirt or when he was contorting, 
he was actually able to read with fluency, and he was able to pay attention. But the minute they took away that comfort, he started stuttering again, and he started becoming more agitated, and he lost his attention. His attention span quit, and he wasn't able to do his work. So one thing that I I noticed is that really isn't the way to go. And there are a lot of things that needed to change in that room so he could do that. A plain room, no uh, visual interference. A quiet room that doesn't reverberate like a kitchen so that he doesn't have that auditory and allow him to be able to get up and do things, not make him sit there and go, okay, you need to do this now. You need to do this. My attention span is short. I know that there are times when I'm going to have to look away or I'm going to have to get up and walk away for a little bit so I can regain my composure and be able to work. And everybody's different. Everybody has their own set of issues and um, adaptations that they have to make to learn. And uh, and you're right. There are You're trying to look at it through a clinical perspective. I don't have to do that. I can look at it through my own eyes and what I deal with. So that's what I saw with my own eyes and my own opinion as to what would have worked for me. And I I was so impressed with that because I didn't hear the background noise that you were hearing, nor did the room seem as um, stimulating to me as it did to you. And um, that was a great learning experience for me. Um, And we'll be right back. If you have any questions for Morgan, please give us a call. And we'll be right back after our next commercial. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tong has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge is a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting the recovery of families and individuals who experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. Westbridge provides integrated dual diagnosis treatment for adult men and women using evidence-based practices. Visit our site today at westbridge.org and discover that doing what works in helping individuals and families gain recovery from dual disorders is important to the staff at Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge utilizes current evidence-based practices, consensus practices, and old-fashioned common sense to provide treatment to individuals and families that experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. That's westbridge.org, family center recovery for co-occurring mental illness and substance abuse disorders. 
At Last, a radio program dedicated to helping women look fabulous and feel fabulous naturally. You'll pick up tips on natural detox, learn about the benefits of whole foods, practice stress and relaxation techniques, and learn more about health, relationships, remedies, and self-motivation. Tune in to Feel and Look Fabulous with Arena. Broadcast live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We promise you, it's women's time well spent. This is an important programming note from the Voice America Women's Channel. The Catherine Zox Show is moving. Our new address is Voice America, and we will be heard on Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern, starting Wednesday, November 19th. All of the archives will still be available through Catherine's Boombox Player. Remember, tune in to the Catherine Zox Show on Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern, beginning on Wednesday, November 19th, on Voice America's flagship Voice America Channel. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. If you have a question for Mary or her guest, call now. The listener lines are open. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5792. That number again is 1-866-472-5792. Now, let's get back to Mary and One Hour at a Time. Welcome back, everyone, to One Hour at a Time. This is Mary Woods, and our guest today is Morgan Fawcett. And we're talking with Morgan about fetal alcohol spectrum disorders, and he's sharing with us his own personal experience and his own personal recovery. And um, as we've talked about in our other segment, one of the ways that he uses to cope with his um, stress is to play the Native American flute. And we shared with you in our last segment a tune from Tears of Our Fathers called Memories. And now we're going to share with you a song called Children Dance. And Morgan, can you set this up for us, please? Yes. Um, the cho- Children Dance is played on a yellow cedar uh, double or dual harmonic in the key of E. And I composed this song. It's a very happy, um, very upbeat song because of uh, what I see. And one thing that I really love is when I go to powwow or when I go home and I do performances with uh, the different dance troops, I actually see the young children. And I'm not talking um, six, seven, eight, nine-year-olds, but actually getting younger than that in the twos, threes, fours, and even infants being car- carried by their mothers and dancing. And they're enjoying it, watching the mothers with their newborns and a baby carrier just sleeping because they've listened to this all their life during in utero and also after they're born and then watching them dance. And that's just something that makes me so happy. And it's so beautiful. And this song came to me uh, with that thought and idea. So that's what I composed about. It's, it's a very beautiful, fast song. And here is Children Dance. Thank you. 
That was a very happy song. Yeah. Um, one thing we do know about fetal alcohol um, spectrum disorders and fetal alcohol effects syndrome is that it's 100% preventable and that um, that women really need to understand that um, to not drink when they're pregnant and um, if you're using unprotected you know, if you're not using protection, don't drink until you get your next menses, that it's really, really important that um, this all can be prevented. Yeah. Uh, and I know in working with women um, who have been pregnant and who have been drinking or using drugs during their pregnancy, they feel a tremendous amount of guilt and shame. And it's very hard for them to, um, I think, to to come to terms with their behavior and how it's affected their child. Oh, yeah, it is. It, when it comes right down to it, there's a lot of information that isn't displayed or known about FAS and FASD. I mean, what I know and what experts know, it actually is surprising because I've talked with a lot of doctors who had no idea what's going on with with FAS and FASD. When you're going through your training and you're getting your medical degree, there's only one page, one page on FAS fetal alcohol syndrome, and that's all that you get about diagnostics and what alcohol does to a developing fetus, and in, uh, in a lot of the medical books, it still says it's okay to have one glass of wine every day during pregnancy. Well, what we isn't told is there are uh, 38 baby bottles is the equivalent to one day, one drink every day is 38 baby bottles of booze during pregnancy. That's unbelievable. That's one glass of wine. That's one beer. That's what one whatever. And that less than a quarter ounce of alcohol can cause permanent brain damage and even full-blown FAS if you hit drink at the right time. So one thing I like to tell everybody is there are only victims when it comes to fetal alcohol never perpetrators, because guess what? This knowledge isn't well known. It's not something that you think about. If the doctor tells you, yeah, you can have a glass of wine, that's fine, then you think it's fine. So you can't feel guilty or you can't be upset or angry with your mother if they drank or be upset with yourself and beat yourself up because you drank during pregnancy because you didn't know. Like my mother, she's an alcoholic. She doesn't know or understand that drinking caused these problems with me. She doesn't know or understand why all of her children have all of these problems. And I can't be mad at her for it. And the other part of it is one of the uh, criteria for getting, um, or was, I don't know about now, but it was you had to get the mother to... Uh, admit to drinking during pregnancy. And when you have that that stress, that um, that stress is the best way I can put it, of saying, yeah, I drank during pregnancy, is like saying, I, I hurt my child. And that takes a lot of courage to say that. So I say when it comes to fetal alcohol, there are only victims, never perpetrators. And I think it's important to just know that there are some very courageous women who are in recovery who have drank during their pregnancy and they form their, their own support group. Yes. 
And um, there are amazing women who are willing to share with others their experience, strength, and hope, and um, good for them. It takes a lot of courage, like I said, and we have to be very proud of those women who are willing to stand up despite themselves for their children to get the help that they need. Because it's very important to have the diagnostic criteria to be able to know what happened during pregnancy, what damage is done, what's good and what's bad. Because it's not all a death sentence. Yes, I have short-term memory. Yes, I have um, limited abstract thinking. Yes, I have all these things and I need somebody there for me, an exterior brain to function. But you know what? There are parts of my brain that function quite well. I'm very good at composing my own music and playing the flute. I'm very articulate and I have a large vocabulary and I can describe what's going on with me personally. And those are gifts that were given to me because of my brain damage. So it's not all bad. And there are a lot of people out there that are and were fetal alcohol that are doing quite well for themselves. Uh, Scientist Albert Einstein was affected. Thomas Jefferson um, probably even George Washington, as crazy as he was. Um, now doctors, lawyers, judges, if you have the right help, you can go very far as far as the individual can be taken. Some can do more, some can do less, but you need to be able to know that. And we'll be right back after this commercial um, with Morgan Fawcett. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge is a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting the recovery of families and individuals who experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. Westbridge provides integrated dual diagnosis treatment for adult men and women using evidence-based practices. Visit our site today at westbridge.org and discover that doing what works in helping individuals and families gain recovery from dual disorders is important to the staff at Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge utilizes current evidence-based practices, consensus practices, and old-fashioned common sense to provide treatment to individuals and families that experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. That's westbridge.org, family center recovery for co-occurring mental illness and substance abuse disorders. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Two views, different topics, questions, answers, news, and advice. You'll want to check out Ecoman and the Skeptic live from Philadelphia University. Every week, join hosts Rob Fleming and Chris Pestor as they tackle a different topic on sustainability. You'll hear all sides of the issue supported by guests who provide valuable insights. Get ready to be engaged, educated, and entertained when you tune into Ecoman and the Skeptic. Broadcast live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Green Talk. Network.
what it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. If you have a question for Mary or her guest, call now. The listener lines are open. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5792. That number again is 1-866-472-5792. Now, let's get back to Mary and One Hour at a Time. Welcome back, everyone. Um, I hope you are enjoying today's show. I um, am very happy that we have Morgan Fawcett as our guest. And before we went to break our last time, we were talking about um, mothers and drinking and the courage it takes for moms to come forward. And um, during the break, I was asking Morgan what his experience with alcohol and other drugs are. And uh, can you share with your audience what you shared with me? Yes. So... One question that is commonly asked by everyone, even Mary, she asked, well, have you ever done drugs or alcohol? Have you ever drank or done any drugs? And one thing that I can honestly say is I haven't drank and I haven't done drugs and I don't ever plan to do them. I learned at a very young age um, what alcohol and drugs can do to you. You see, my my mother's an alcoholic, and she's been uh, homeless for the past nine years, living on the streets of Juneau. And I just got to meet her two years ago. And I also know from experience what my father has gone through. He's gone and had, on two occasions, had liver failure and had to go through a treatment facility so that he wouldn't drink himself to death. And he's been drinking and doing drugs since he was 14 years old. He was also into uh, prostitution and pornography. And I saw that life, and I lived that life, and I don't want that for myself or my family. So I learned from a very young age that's not my path to walk. And good for you that you don't have to go down that path. Um, when we're, we're talking about um, alcoholism and drug abuse and um it's so prevalent, and in many ways, um, it's so ironic that alcohol is legal, and it causes so much damage. And um, and I think it's really important that when we talk about legalization, that's really not the issue. People really have to understand what what alcohol and other drugs do to individuals. Oh yeah, it, it, that, they tried making drinking illegal. That was prohibition. It didn't work. They drank more. Right. It, it's. And you're right. It's all about awareness. It's about saying, okay, and letting the general public know what's going on. Then you have the choice of, okay, I can drink or I can choose not to because that's the safer option. And that's my opinion on it. Yeah, I I would concur. Um, Can you just share a little bit more with our audience about... um, 
What are, in terms of recovery, you were talking about a lot of famous people who have been affected by fetal alcohol effects syndrome um, or fetal alcohol spectrum disorders. Can you just talk a little bit to everybody about what are the fetal alcohol spectrum disorders? Because some people may not understand that. Yeah, definitely. Well, FASD, fetal alcohol spectrum disorders, is caused by prenatal exposure to alcohol. And as you mentioned earlier, at different parts of preg- at different times of pregnancy, different parts of the brain and different parts of the body are developing. And alcohol, alcohol as a teratogen is a chemical that affects, even kills or damages developing cells and prevents the brain or the body from forming and functioning the way it should. So everybody's affected differently because there's a a spectrum of 250 known birth defects or diseases directly linked to prenatal exposure to alcohol. That's just what we do know now. That's what research has proven. It may be more at this point because research is always being done and always being approved upon. But what I know now is there are 251 birth defects or diseases, and some people are more affected than others. Um, and the brain functions in different ways with different people. Like myself, I'm very articulate. I actually have an IQ of 98 for my verbalization skills. But the majority of my IQ is actually at a uh, uh, below 70, between 65 and 70, and some lower, which is actually in the mildly retarded range. And there are other people that are highly intelligent, that have... IQs, genius IQs, like uh, Albert Einstein, who can, who would sit on a bus and do um, mind experiments, as he called them, and he'd go through the physics of what he was thinking about and be able to put all those sciences and those equations together in his brain before he ever wrote them down on paper and figure things out. And he learned his science from the patent office. He had no formal education, but his brain worked that way. So it's very much different, and everybody else is affected, but everything is always affected, and one of the biggest things is cognitive skills and the frontal lobe, Uh, decision-making, memory, uh, abstract thinking, um, impulse control, um, inhibition, and things like that are the biggest uh, parts of the brain that are affected. So yeah, you can have a genius IQ, but the cognitive skills of a four-year-old and not be able to pay attention when you're walking down the street and be ran over. There's a large percentage of our um, uh, kids, as I guess the best way you could put it, that are being ran over because they're thinking about something or not paying attention and walk out into the street and are ran over. So that's one of the biggest areas that are affected. And for some, it may be affected more or less. And then there's the physical. Like I mentioned earlier, I have a submucous cleft palate, spina bifida occulta, scoliosis, um, a submucous cleft palate, uh, 100% nearsighted, and I can go on and on and on, and I'm still going to the doctors. And you have, can have a combination of physical and neurological problems. And I guess for everybody out there who's... Uh a professional that it's really important to 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 learn about fetal alcohol spectrum disorders because I can almost guarantee you that you're working with folks who are experiencing this 
but they're not being diagnosed as this, so they're not getting the type of treatment that they need. And as Morgan is such a good example, is it that people can learn to overcome their deficits. And um, if anybody gets a chance to see Morgan in person, he's an amazing young man who has a very powerful story, and I think he has something to teach us all. It's, um, you know, we, as a professional, we could look at somebody and say, this is what's wrong with this person, and I think what, Morgan taught me is that you can look at someone and say, wow, this is how this person is coping. And so what somebody may be doing to cope with, we may pathologize it. And I think that um, all of us have a lot to learn about fetal alcohol spectrum disorders and fetal alcohol syndrome. And um, and I think, Martin, you're one of the best teachers that I've ever had about this. So um, before we end, is there anything that you really think everybody should know? What's the one thing that everybody should know? Well, I think I got my message across when I said there are only victims. That's the one big thing that I always like to say. And the other one is everybody has a niche. Everybody has that one thing that they can do, whether they have brain damage or not. Mine happened to be uh, public speaking and my music. And now I found out photography. These are the arts that work well for me. Well, maybe there's someone else out there that can do those things or are more apt in drawing or dancing or whatever or math or mechanics. Find that thing that you can do the best and work with it. Forget about all the other things. I learned, yes, I have neurological deficit. My IQ isn't as high as others. Yes, in areas I'm mildly retarded, but there are things that I can do on my own, like my flutes, and then there are things that I need help with. Accept the help and forget about the things you can't do. You know what? I'll never figure out pi r squared. To me, cornbread r squared, pi r round. I can't do algebra, but you know what? I can do other things. Um, Where can people get your CDs? Um, You can get them at cdbaby.com. And just put in Morgan Fawcett into the search menu or uh, Google my name, just Morgan Fawcett, F-A-W-C-E-T-T. And if people want to contact you? You can uh, email me at O-N-E, one O-N-E, underscore H-E-A-R-T, at J-U-N-O dot com, oneheart at Juno dot com. Thank you so much, Morgan, for being our guest today, and have a wonderful week. You too. Thank you, Mary. Appreciate you joining us today for one hour at a time. Successful recovery from a substance abuse problem or mental illness depends on education and support of loved ones. Thank you for being that support system. Be sure to tune in next week for another hour of education and compassion. One hour at a time. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.